Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. The NFL is into its wild card uh, round ahead of the playoffs. Uh, so to talk all things NFL is Shiraz Soysa. He's the head coach of New Zealand's national flag football team, and he joins us now. Good morning, mate. How are you? Morning, team. How are we? Very good, mate. Hey, I'm very interested about the uh, flag football. I want to know a few nuts and bolts before we get into the to the NFL. Um, uh, uh, how, how big is flag football here in New Zealand? This, this is the gridiron version, not the uh, the touch version, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, correct. So, look, I mean, New Zealand, you know, similar to most other international countries, we've had a strong base in contact football. We've been playing that for about 40 years, but over the last sort of five five years, there's been a real push to try and get a bit more participation, and we sort of stumbled into flag football. Um, we took a national team over to the World Champs in 2016, and that sort of led to a lot more participation. And what we've realised in the last couple of years, and, and really helped us through COVID, is it's been an absolute boom for the sport. Because what you essentially do is you take the fun part of football, right, which is the, the passing and the, the skills side of things. You take away the offensive lines and the defensive lines, um, and, and you allow the same level of contact as you sort of do with basketball. So it allows a lot more accessibility. It allows you to sort of set up and play anywhere. Um, and, you know, what we realised is there's a lot of fans of American football in New Zealand who just don't, obviously, you know, um, uh, who aren't keen to approach and, and play the contact version. So, yeah, it's been absolutely great for the sport. And, and you know, there's clubs up and down the country now, everywhere from, you know, Auckland, Tauranga, we've got clubs in Otago now, Canterbury, Nelson, Christchurch, Turangi, you know, like all, all over the show. So we've got a club nationals um, this year or every year. Um, and uh, we've got tests against Australia and, and um, uh, Oceania Asia this year. So so that'll be great. Just getting technical on the uh, on the uh, game side of things. Uh, he's talking about no offensive line. I'd imagine there's still, is there still players in those sorts of positions just without the contact as far as setting up these uh, these plays and these running plays? Or is it... Uh, I was strictly just talking a, uh, a quarterback and a few receivers. Yeah, so you, look, you have the option of having running plays and passing plays. Um, if you look at a, a full game breakdown, your most teams will be heavily pass oriented. You know, the uh, the opportunity to get yards with the passing game is a lot higher than than in the running game, but you still see running aspects to it um, uh, to allow you know in certain situations. Uh, but for the most part, yes, it really is dependent on on how good your passing game is, and a lot of it centrals, you know, on, on your quarterback and receivers. So, on the uh, the just picking up on what Beef's saying there, so no defensive line. How how like how do you protect the quarterback then in that situation? Well, so you've got one pass rusher, so one dedicated pass rusher who starts seven yards behind the line of scrimmage, 
Uh, and if you imagine the quarterback, another probably five or seven yards, depending on where he wants to start, on the other side of the line of scrimmage. So at, at the snap of the ball, there is one rusher who's got about you know 10 to 15 yards to get to the quarterback. So that's his timing window. Uh, and then once you have a, a good mobile QB, you can sort of extend that a little bit longer as well, use his feet. So you're not trying to protect the quarterback from a from an engaging defensive line, which is why you know you don't really need that protection. But you right. do have you do need timing, and you do need um, you know routes to be in a certain sort of window to be able to make it before the rusher gets there. Yeah, and a bit of pressure on the quarterback as well. Um, yeah. You mentioned that uh, they went to the World Champs uh, in 2016. We've got a Trans-Tasman series coming up uh, later on this year. How do we stack up uh, in terms of international uh, flag football teams? Yeah, so look, we went to the World Cup in 2016 uh, and we were right there. I mean, we, we think we finished eight out of the 16 teams there and, you know, we could have very easily been in the semifinals if a couple of close games went our way. Uh, at that stage, we just didn't have the experience in the sport, you know, playing against teams like Great Britain and so on who, who, who you know, played for years and, and beat us in some of those very, very close games. Um, you know, we played the USA and uh, I think we went down 38-26 and we put up the most points against them. So what it showed us is we've got the athletes and we've got the natural raw talent. We just need a little bit more work to refine that and get some of that experience in the format. Uh, I think we're a long way further down the track on that now. So it'll be really interesting to see how some of the series go this year. And, and one of the big reasons the sport's really picking up is LA hosts the 2028 Olympics. Uh, and they got five provisional sports that they can bring in, and, and the NFL is working very, very close with them, and they think they're cl- cl- close to being over the line of getting that across. So you're going to see a lot of flag football being promoted through the NFL, and um, this year's Pro Bowl is going to be a, a, a flag football game as well. There you which go. Which is sort of their all-star game. Yeah, yeah, no, that'll be, that'll be something, and I'm sure the Olympic aspect will uh, will excite uh, plenty of people as far as New Zealanders want to get there, you talk about the athletes that we have uh, naturally made for it. Obviously, that's you're talking about the New Zealand team there. When you bring it back to the club level, what sort of people are getting involved in uh, in your sport? Yeah, look, all sorts. You know, we got we got players who really just want to go out and have a you know have a blast with their mates, and that's great because that that really helps build teams and build clubs. But we're also starting to do, and this is something we haven't always done in American football, right, in New Zealand, is we're starting to get this top-tier athlete because it's a great summer alternative that doesn't put them as an, in an injury sort of um, position. So guys who do play top-tier rugby across the board and, and you know, every club is now littered with them, um, do choose American football as a summer sport, at least some form of it, and for the most part, it's flag. Um, so, you know, it's, it's a really good alternative. It really promotes... Um, you know, playing different sports as well to help coordination and, and a whole bunch of other uh, aspects with developing an athlete. So, uh, yeah, we've got the full range at the moment, which is great because we, we often haven't had that in the sport. Yeah, it's interesting just uh, obviously the participation. It seems like such a, a natural uh, crossover with things like touch and ripper rugby, which we're so so good at here. Is it fair to say that uh, the United States are by far and away the best at flag football? Yeah, so we've had eight uh, eight World Cups, so I think they've won seven of them. Mm-hmm. Um, but it doesn't mean to say that, you know, the, the ones that they've won, I mean, they won against uh, Denmark at the last World Cup we went to, so it was 2016, and, and I didn't see the last one, so I can't comment on that. But that came down to Denmark dropping the ball on the line, you know, um, and it was that close, and they could have won it. And what it, what, you know... If you played a full competitive game of 11-a-side football, America would run away with every single mm. game. And that, that, that's obvious. But what this does is it brings it down to sort of a T20 level of, you know, uh, 
you've got to get a few things right rather than get it right the whole game for for three hours. And what that does is it makes a lot more teams competitive. You know, yeah. so you don't need the depth in the country to be able to compete. Um, you just need to turn up and obviously, you know, put your best foot forward and, and you're in with the chance if you put in the work. And I suppose it's not like they're turning out a full uh, NFL roster to, to face you either. So um, who won the one that the US didn't win? I believe it was one of the Scandinavian countries. Oh, yeah. bring it up. It might have been Denmark or Norway. They're usually... So uh, football's had a really strong history and, and background in sort of uh, northern and eastern Europe uh, for years. And, and then that comes through with NFL Europe, which happened in the past. So that part of the world always had a bit of a kickstart in that game. And, and another couple of countries that have sort of always been strong are uh, England and, and Japan as well. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I'm pretty sure it was Norway who won that um, the World Cup that USA didn't win. Yeah, no. uh, and another country that's always strong as well is Mexico and Canada, obviously. That makes sense, the North American countries. Um, no, very yeah. interesting that it's uh, quite big in Scandinavia and, and across Europe. Just finally on the flag football, and then we'll talk about the NFL. Um, tell me that we're better than Australia. Well, we haven't actually. Australia have been one of those countries that they've only played contact football until they started seeing what we, you know, not not just us, but what the world's been moving towards. So this is going to be our first crack against them. Um, so we set up an annual ANZAC series against them, uh, be on ANZAC Day this year, and and yeah, we'll see how we stack up and we'll see how we go. So yeah, absolutely, we're all on the same boat, mate. We we definitely want to come home with bragging rights on that one. Yeah, absolutely. Across to the NFL now, mate. Uh, we'll get on to the uh, the the uh, wild card matches in just a second. But I think the story that's crossed over into, I guess, like popular culture or, or people that are casual fans of the NFL or even aren't, obviously the big story that's captured their attention has been the DeMar Hamlin story. The Buffalo Bills safety um, went down with a, a medical event on the pitch, uh, terrifying scenes. What's the latest on him? Yeah, so look, I read something thing late last night or, or this morning that he's now discharged and he's back home recovering. Uh, which is a really good sign. So he got discharged, I think, from uh, University of Cincinnati uh, Hospital a few days ago, and he was sort of being treated back in Buffalo. Um, not quite out of the woods, but, you know, that was a good sign. But this is a much, much better sign now that he's basically, you know, outside of check-ins, it doesn't require that full-time treatment. So that sort of suggests everything's back to normal, which is you know, a fantastic story. I mean, I was, I was watching that game live, and, you know, at the time, Looking across, it, it didn't look good. You look in the player's faces, it didn't look good at all. And to be where we are now uh, is pretty fantastic, really. Yeah, absolutely. And as team, the Bills are in the mix with a, a bunch of other teams at the top of the table there. Um, Kansas City, the Bengals, uh, the Eagles. I said at the top seeds in both conferences weren't really decided until the last sort of couple of weeks. Um, that sort of says how closely matched this season is, doesn't it? And and do you think that there is a, a, a clear favourite to win this to win the NFL this year? Yeah, well, I think there's probably four teams that I'd draw a circle around. Three of them, unfortunately, are in the AFC, the, the Kansas City Chiefs, the Buffalo Bills, and, and the Bengals. Um, that's a very tough conference to get out of. Uh, I do think the Kansas City Chiefs are probably the favourites and they sit there. But, you know, the, the Eagles sit in the NFC and, and they're a team that probably is going to have a much easier run into the playoffs. So if they get to the Super Bowl, chances are they might be they might be not, not limping in as much as, as one of the teams from the AFC. But, um, yeah, no clear favourite, but there's about four teams that I, I really like. And for um, casual fans who aren't familiar with how the playoff system works, maybe they're more familiar with the Super Rugby and the various iterations we've had over the last couple of years, how does this wild card round work and what are the ramifications for the matches this week? 
Yeah, so so the idea of the wild card rounds is, uh, you know, they've expanded the playoffs now to 17 from each conference getting in. Uh, the top seeds go through automatically to the next round, right? So everyone else plays off, um, uh, which is the 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 top the other top seeded teams against the wild cards. The top seeded teams are basically the top four teams. So two, three, and four play off against the wild card teams, which are, which are five, six, and seven. Um, so yeah, so so the regular season, you really try a battle to get into the playoffs, either as a a division winner or a, or a wild card, and B, you try to get a one seed so you don't have to play this round. Yeah, absolutely. Who among the wild card teams that are outside those top sort of four seeds do you think have the biggest chance of making a bit of noise? Yeah, it's interesting. I, I think the LA Chargers are probably a team to watch in that space out of the wild card teams. Um, they've got the talent. They didn't quite put it together during the season, but they've shown flashes of it. Um, they managed to squeeze into the playoffs, ten and seven record. You know, not not a top tier team, but a a pretty good one. Uh, one of those teams that if if they can get it right, they've got the firepower to go a long way. And just finally, before we let you go this morning, mate, um, we've jumped on a bit of a bandwagon. We call it Beavers Bandwagon. This is just our way of car- keeping up with the uh, the NFL. We've been on the Dolphins this year, very up and down year to uh, to have picked the Dolphins to jump on. <laughs> Uh, they are playing the Bills uh, next Monday, I believe. What are their odds against the Bills? Yeah, look, as much as I like to pick at the start of the season, it's, it's looking <laughs> a bit rough now, isn't it? I mean, <laughs> you know, if they had tour, I would have said, look, they're in with a chance. Um, they got two things, I guess, two really key things going against them. One, tour. Tangvaloa being being out, and he was you know a huge part of their success this year. Yes, they've got some really good receiving options, so they're still there. But the the quarterback is going to come in, you know, a seventh round draft pick, someone who doesn't really a have the experience or b really have the pedigree. Um, he's at a really big uphill battle for him. Doesn't mean it hasn't been done before, and he can't do it. Uh, but the other side of the coin is they're going up against one of the top teams in the NFL and a team that really has you know a, an emotional sort of wave behind them as well. Um, with the DeMar Hamlin news. So a team that's going to be coming out fired up and sort of ready to go. So, look, unfortunately, I do think there's a few things working against the Dolphins this week. I'd be very, very surprised if they were to win. Mm, might be the last stop for Beavers' bandwagon into the line, unfortunately. <laughs> it was a great journey, though. It was a great turnaround from what the Dolphins were in the last few years. Oh, the twists and turns in the Miami Dolphins season this year. We, we have to get across next year for a game. Hey, Shiraz, we greatly appreciate your time, mate. Thanks very much for coming on and talking all things uh, flag football and NFL. Thanks, team, and I'll try and keep an eye out for that uh, for the Beaver book as well if I see it. Yes, please do. <laughs> the royalties are still trickling through. Shiraz Soysa there joining us uh, on the Kennard's Hire phone line there. Great to talk to him. Beaver's the coach of the New Zealand flag football team. I feel like you'd enjoy playing a bit of flag football, wouldn't you? I do. I, well, I, I, I was thinking that too, and I was also thinking when, is it too late to sneak into the Olympic team? And when is it LA? Um, just doing the numbers, how old I'll be. I'll be about Tom Brady's age, I think. Um, so, yeah, who knows? Do you, um, what position do you reckon you'd be a quarterback? Oh, I mean, everyone thinks they're a quarterback, don't they? Um, <laughs> any of us who aren't athletically gifted and fast, um, yeah, I'd say we'd have to be quarterbacks. Maybe. A... There's some rush, uh, what's the one that just gets the handoffs as opposed to running downfield? Yeah, the rusher. The yeah. running back. I could be a running back, could I? Probably still a bit slow for it. Um, I don't know how fast you'd have to be at, at, at flag football. I, I I could see you with a nice little show and go from the pocket as a uh, quarterback. The only thing I was just thinking there, from, from a running role, the show and go, 
I don't usually go through untouched. Um, <laughs> usually requires sort of breaking sort of an arm, like a half tackle. Mm. So I don't know how the uh, the low contact will work for me. No, and from my limited experience in Ripper Rugby, the guys who are really good at it have got that little hip flick that they do to get their tags away from you when you're trying to grip. Not renowned for your hips, are you? Well, I am, but that's because they were. Uh, I was born with fifty-year-old hips, and I've already had two hip operations. So, um, no. Um, if that's if that's the prerequisite for getting in the team, um, I'll probably I'll probably fail the combine before I even get there. <laughs> oh, I should ask if they did a combine for it. Um, anyway, I missed an opportunity there.